For big departments like Veterans Affairs, there's no lack of work for the Office of Inspector General. Sometimes even a big OIG can benefit from a partner. To deepen its ability to root out health care fraud, the VA OIG has teamed up with its counterpart at the Justice Department. VA's Inspector General Michael Missel discussed the details with Tom Temin. And it looks like this is a team to go after uh, medicine and medica- uh, medical care fraud as a result of the expansion of VA into the private health care sector. That's correct. Uh, We work uh, regularly with the Department of Justice uh, on criminal matters. Uh, Our office has over 200 uh, federal law enforcement agents. Um, And as you pointed out, uh, with the uh, recently passed Mission Act, uh, there's the potential for greater, uh, for veterans to get uh, uh, more care in the community. And we thought it was important to really formalize a greater relationship with the Department of Justice to really focus on uh, health care fraud out there uh, to serve as a, a deterrent uh, and to make sure that veterans are getting the uh, health care services they so uh, uh, richly deserve. Because in the Medicare market, there are a lot of people that spring up and their sole purpose in life is to bill Medicare for services which either were not rendered or were rendered at much lower cost than they're billing for. So this is kind of a parallel potential that you see? It was a model that that we saw that that appears to be working extremely well. Uh, We've brought uh, a number of cases on billing fraud as well as doing audits where we identified uh, billing irregularities. And so this is an opportunity to really uh, drill down even more uh, to uh, try to root out uh, any uh, billing or other uh, uh, frauds uh, that we are able to identify. And just as a point of information, I would say that probably one of the great contributions to the Western world of Medicare is a coding and billing regime that so many healthcare providers have specialists that learn over the years. Is there a similar type of program for the Mission Act providers? And do they use the system that was devised and refined over all these years by CMS? They have their own system. Um, VA has uh, entered into arrangements with uh, third-party administrators uh, to do much of the work uh, for the community care programs. Uh, We've identified some issues uh, with double billings and other billing irregularities in in past iterations of it. Uh, They are uh, trying to improve it, and this will be a good test to determine uh, what progress they've made. And so the formal agreement with Justice Department, how is it different from how you've worked together traditionally? It's it's going to uh, make it a more formalized arrangement. Uh, we, As I said, we work with them on a daily basis on so many different cases. One of the, the things we're also doing, which we think is, is a significant step, is we're going to um, take one of our lawyers and have them essentially embedded within the Department of Justice uh, healthcare task force uh, so that they can um, get the expertise that that Department of Justice has, but also focus on VA healthcare cases as well, uh, working even more closely with prosecutors at the Department of Justice. And do you have any sense of how many community care providers overlap with, uh, I keep touching on this because it's, they seem to be similar problems, with Medicare providers? I imagine it might be well, almost all of them. It, it it potentially could be, and and that's why uh, we're also uh, working very closely with the HHS OIG uh, in in terms of sharing data. 
so that to the extent there are issues on the Medicare side, uh, we're going to look very closely to see whether or not it similarly impacts uh, VA health care. We're speaking with Veterans Affairs Department Inspector General Michael Missel. In these types of cases where there might be double billing or Xeroxing of similar claims for people that never showed up and so forth, is there an indicator of when something is out-and-out fraud versus just a screw-up by the billing department of the provider? There's a lot of indicators. We, uh, we uh, are, are pretty experienced in, in identifying issues that cross that line between uh, negligence versus intentional fraud. Uh, but what we do is, is when we uh, look at things and, and we have a, a pretty sophisticated data analytics program, uh, we dig deep to see whether or not uh, it crosses into uh, uh, criminality or it's something we need to deal with by uh, getting uh, refunds or other uh, compensation back to VA. Because in some fields, a lot of the fraud centers around the delivery of equipment like wheelchairs and hospital beds and so forth, hardware, scooters. Is that true in the VA side of things also? Absolutely. We're looking at uh, potential procurement fraud uh, very uh, extensively. Uh, We've identified a a number of issues around the country. Uh, We've worked closely with Department of Justice on those cases to, to prosecute uh, organizations and people, and uh, we'll continue to do so uh, in this uh, new partnership. Sounds like a lot of information sharing should take place between VA, CMS, or HHS, and the Justice Department, since some of these people are under the common crosshairs. Absolutely, and uh, we, uh, we're we working very closely with our other law enforcement partners, and we think this will have great benefits, uh, not only for veterans, but taxpayers as well. And you mentioned data analytics, and that's becoming the tool of choice across all kinds of federal anti-fraud, not just in the medical area, but in securities and so on. What about whistleblowers? Do veteran whistleblowers ever pop up and say, hey, I think this clinic is crooked? They pop up very frequently. Uh, We truly value uh, the information we receive from whistleblowers. Our uh, hotline um, receives around 40,000 contacts a year. We triage each and every one of them, and a number of them have been uh, significant leads to uh, various frauds uh, impacting VA. And as I said, uh, they are great assistance to us, and we do everything we can uh, to uh, protect the confidentiality of the uh, information we receive from whistleblowers uh, and ensure that, uh, that when we receive the information, uh, we track it down. And while we have you, I wanted to ask you about one other recent report, and that uh, is titled State Prescription Drug Monitoring Programs Need Increased Use and Oversight. You're basically warning VA to, especially in the area of opioid legitimate prescriptions, to check local databases to make sure that there's not overprescription or or misuse in that area. Tell us about that finding. So controlled substances, and and opioids is, is one of the controlled substances, um, are, are very important for patients and quality of life, but they also can pose serious health risks if a clinician who prescribes it is not aware of all of the controlled substances a patient may have been prescribed or are using. And VA has an opioid safety initiative uh, which tries to reduce uh, the amount of opioids that uh, patients receive 
Uh, it's, it's been a successful program for VA. But one of the things that needs to happen is uh, that uh, prescribers need to check um, the, uh, the database uh, to ensure they know what uh, other prescriptions a veteran may be getting. Because obviously veterans can get their health care through VA. They can get health care in the private sector. And what we did is, is we checked to see whether or not um, uh, prescribers were looking at the uh, uh, state prescription drug monitoring program database. Um, and what we found was, was disturbing because uh, prescribers should be checking it on a yearly basis. And we found that uh, clinicians did not check it for 567,000 of the 779,000 VA patients who were prescribed opioids. Uh, we also found that uh, for some who are on um, long-term opioid therapy, they should uh, check it more frequently. And again, uh, we found uh, gaps in that, uh, that the uh, uh, prescribers were not checking it as frequently as they should. So a couple of issues. One, the VA has what you might call a model program for how to prescribe and then control and cut back on opioids. That could all be undermined by people with the ability to get much more than they should have because of multiple prescriptions. And second, there's the issue of the public health of the veterans who are getting too much opioids. Correct. It's, it's great to have uh, programs that are, are well-designed, but they're only as good as the implementation of it. Uh, we also found that, uh, that there wasn't great oversight of this program so that uh, uh, supervisors within VA and as well as the VISN system, which uh, oversees an, a number of different healthcare uh, facilities in each VISN, were not doing what we believe they should have uh, to uh, check to see whether or not providers were, were checking uh, the database as frequently as, as they should be. Michael Missel is Inspector General at the Veterans Affairs Department. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. And you can subscribe to the Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature.